Brain Candy Podcast, episode 692, Susan Marie Meister Butler here. Sarah Whitney Rice. Louise. Louise. Sarah Whitney <laughs> Louise Rice here. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hey, happy March. Yeah. I love March. I, I, why? Because it's like spring. Oh, yeah. It is like spring. That is true. It's a trickery, well, I, though. I did, yeah, it is like spring. I didn't right. mean to use like like that, but that is correct. It's my favorite month for, you're going to hate this, snowboarding, because it's starting to warm up. So sometimes you can go with just like... Oh, teeth. no, I like that about it. It's like warm yeah, and the fun. snow feels so good when it's like, I'm like getting a tan and snowboarding. It's so fun. And like summers, right? I feel like it's just like you could see and the leaves start coming out and it's starting to like... Life you know, is a new... Yeah. Uh, my favorite day of March is this week. It's March 4th because it's a it's the only day of the year that is a command. Oh, <laughs> I like that. March, March 4th. 4th, you know? Yes, I will. Yeah, like yes. we finished the first trimester. What do they call it? Quarter. Quarter yeah. of the year, yeah. not a trimester. Quarter yeah. of the year. Now, March 4th. Like a March carry 4th. on. Yes, I like that. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah. Okay. I'm really, I'm super excited about your year of adventure. (laughs) I know. I said, I wish I hadn't told Sarah. I know. That was because, like, everybody has a different idea of what adventure means. And, like, for you, it means like fucking jumping off buildings. And for me, it's like going out in public with no makeup. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, there are different kinds of adventure. Right. But I am trying to do more of what you would consider adventure too. Yes. Like, I'm just excited for you to like get out and about. And and I'm excited for your year of rest. <laughs> <laughs> we should switch. <laughs> we really should. I think we've each mastered the other one. And now we need to like, you know, expand our our, yes. our skills and Stretch tools. Stretch ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But how are you? I'm okay. All is well over here. Um, nothing too exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just really good and planning the rest of the year. As we talked about last episode, sort of getting out of our bunkers and yeah. booking travel maybe and stuff like that. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. So great. all is well. And I am loving like our new video uh stuff and I I was just thinking this. Hope you guys are following us on TikTok and I I do post stuff on Instagram Reels too, but anytime you guys share those, it helps the show so much. But I just find it really fun to make and to put them up and you crack me up obviously in all you crack me up. This is the best. I love I just love watching you react to this crazy things I say. That yeah. is when I get to actually see that. If I had a certain number of wishes, you know, from like a genie, oh, I yeah. would love to see like what it really is like in your brain. Oh my God. That's so, that you don't want to do that. To, why would you do that to yourself? And do you feel like a person could no. re- <laughs> <laughs> like reliably report what their brain is like? Mm, could you mm-mm. describe it? Uh, is it busy? Is it quiet? Is it? Oh, it's very busy. Mm-hmm. It's it's busy 
And it's also like, okay, if you can imagine it as like one part of my brain clearly knows that it's driving somewhere, it's going somewhere, it's got a, a destination. Like a linear movement. Yeah. Yeah. One knows like this is what the path we're supposed to be on. And this is funny because this actually does happen in real life too. And I would say thoughts and other things are like shops and restaurants and things that just pop up. There's like the most <laughs> That's so roadside attractions you've ever seen in your life. And like, and they all seem interesting. And they all seem interesting. And you, you feel like you're missing a lot of them as you go by in that direction. Like, what about this idea? What about this idea? That this, what I miss this thing, this, this, this. and it feel, and then every now and then when you do take one of those ideas or go off on that direction, you get so it's hard to get back on course. Well, so explain this to me because to me, that is kind of what it's like doing an edible of marijuana, like uh, THC and everything's so funny and interesting and fascinating and all that stuff. And you said, well, it's a drug of novelty and you understood what I meant, but like, how do you enjoy that if that's always how your brain is? Oh, how do I enjoy edibles and stuff like that? Well, just sort of like how it has does the pot... opposite effect. It, cl- so it marijuana slows me down. For you yeah. doesn't do no. It helps that. me focus on whatever it it keeps me focused on the road in front of me, but like in a way where it, it it's like uh, like this. Wow. wow. That's yes. So cool. It's like, oh, this <laughs> this road is but I'm focused only oh on the road. Oh my god, that is great. So it's like a break. It's really I nice. I cannot fact, understand that. When I went in for my uh, uh went to my new doctor and had my whole physical and everything and I got my meds like with my new doctor, my ADHD stuff, they did a a, a you know, drug panel and I was like this is going to come back positive for THC. She's like, "Oh yeah, it always does with you guys." Like <laughs> Yeah, and she's you like, guys. Yeah, and she's like, next time you come in, we'll test you again, and I, it'll probably be less. Then I'll have less my my levels of that will be less because I when I'm medicated, yeah. I don't need it because I can focus. So I, I can just slow down. Like it feels like I need. Maybe the the pot is more like speed bumps in the road. Like it give it slows me down and it it makes it so I'm like, I don't know, focused on. I can't. Yeah, That's it's so like driving. And then also, if you have the music turned up to 11 and you're constantly changing the station as well, and you have somebody else in the car asking you where you're going and you don't know because you haven't checked the map in a little bit, that's kind of what it feels like inside my brain. It sounds scary. And then you have a timeline, and then you're supposed to be there by a certain time. So there's that feeling of panic in there too that's like always there. And then when yeah. I take my meds, it's kind of like I'm focused on the road. And I also understand that I will get there in the, in the time that it's like. You have a you know. better understanding of the yes. time. Yes. Okay. How much? Yeah, totally. Good. <sighs> okay. Um, What's it feel well, like in your brain? Well, everything is very orderly um, and um, just logical, but. The exception to that, it, and it is bad, is the earworm problem that wow. I have whatever, I forget if there's a name for it, but I never am not yeah. without an earworm. And it gets, the more anxious I am, for example, if I'm laying in bed at night trying to go to sleep, the louder it is. And wow. I have banned 
two songs this week from my <laughs> child ever playing in front of me. One is Miley Cyrus's Flowers, and oh, one is no. Megan that Trainor's is designed Made to be You Look. <gasps> yes, it is. These are mathematical earworms, yeah, and they right. you know, are curses. Yeah. Flower, oh, flower. That one was stuck in my head like all last week. Too. That it, it's a curse. You're right. Oh, and poor I Susie. And you're so susceptible to that. Like that's how your brain it hears sounds different. Like you're like the brain that can hear the music in a different way. So that would be. I just want to really break. I want disruptive. To push pause. Yeah. yeah. That's the only exception. Otherwise, it's all very, you know, methodical file cabinet type situation. Wow. And I'm just like, shut up. Because yeah. both of those songs are great. I love them. Um, Made You Look and Flowers. So great. But that's like the problem. But okay. anything a thousand million times is terrible. <sighs> terrible. Right. And it's always just one lyric. Like yeah. One fra- Stands up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, we're going to read a review. Um, Let's play the music. It's the time of the show where we stop and read a review. Could be good. Could be bad. It could be the best one that we've ever had. Okay, so what I will say about the review, and this is one of the challenges of having a podcast where we're talking to people, but it's a one-sided thing where like they can't Uh, really respond. Yes. And so this one has me perplexed, and I'm so glad she left the review, but I want to talk to her because um, I'm confused about it. Okay, this review is from Patty one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Love it. And she said she, the title of it is love, but, and it's a five-star oh. review. So thank you so five much, star. Patty. Thank you. Love it. And that is so helpful to us. Um, she said she really loves this show. It's great to see us. Um, oh, this is actually a review for this, uh, things we got wrong. Oh. But I'm going to read it anyway. She says she loves the show and the concept of like reflecting on your past opinions. Mm -hmm. But she said that the way that we talk about cancel culture irks her. Um, And that the implication is that it's a left-wing invention. And it's a very long uh, review, Uh so I won't read the whole thing. But I am with her like... I grew up in a conservative home and we like weren't allowed to watch Disney films because we were um, boycotting them. 
like she's saying this is a good point this is an excellent point she's saying religious conservatives have been using the technique for a long time and and all this the dixie chicks member with the i know all that and i agree and i am confused because i don't remember number one ever talking about like cancel culture at length with you do you remember doing that I feel like we should probably have. I've t- I've talked about it on her side though. I've said like how yeah. annoying it is that like Louis C.K. won a Grammy and everyone is saying he's canceled. And right. I've had conversations at um, cocktail parties where people talk about cancel culture, and I I challenge them on it, and I say, "Can you tell me a person who's been canceled? Because like, right. what does that word mean to them?" Right. Do you mean like they got a lot of tweets at them? Because that's not canceling. And the woman had said these comedians like Chris Rock and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, if you still have a career and are touring and all that, the only person that I can think of that had an actual consequence that was sort of career altering was Roseanne. Oh, and I... Okay, Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. Because she, ma- I would she say ma- Kathy Griffin, maybe. No, she's uh, still maybe. Sh- that was definitely for a while. Yeah, but like ultimately, they usually come out of it and can continue touring yeah. and making money. So I guess first of all, we need to understand what we mean by cancel. Yeah, but also like I'm on your side. Like this is not like. Growing up, conservatives wanted to cancel everything yeah. that didn't align with, and I had to go along with it because I was in that club. So maybe that's what we talked about: how like people on the left are to, are really quick to cancel things, and and we haven't, and, but, and like real quick to just okay. kind of. I think we could. We've probably. I, I guess, but it I doesn't really that. reflect like reflect like but, all but of I, the. But like I said, we talked about how mad we are about Louis C.K. And that's on her side of it. Yeah. Maybe she didn't listen to that episode. (laughs) I know, but so I'm trying... Totally. Patty, I love you. I'm just trying to figure out, like, wonder which um, episode it was or, like, what we were talking about. Because in Mm -hmm. general, I want accountability on people, including myself. Yeah. and yeah. consequences for bad behavior. Bill Cosby, I'm mad about him going on tour. Yep. Um, so I'm not quite sure what she means, but I totally appreciate that she did this in such a yeah. great way where she left us a five-star review. That is the way to do it. Thank you. That's so nice. Like we are totally open to growing and learning and looking at what we've done diff- and like changing and, you know, but yeah, it does. It does like uh, kind of knock the wind out of my sails a bit when they like listen to six hundred episodes and then give a four star review because I say uh 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 a lot. I'm like, you could have just gone five and then told me that I do that and then everybody's happy. Well, I didn't want to tell you this, but there was a review Uh-oh. above that. <laughs> Here we go. What I do? <laughs> there was a review above that that was also five stars. Um, from Nikki Pow Pow, and she says she she feels like she's hanging out with her girlfriends. But then she edited her original review to say that you, you say Eli too much. Oh well, okay. Yeah, we're it, filling up that swear jar. That it's going to get donated to a good cause, I'm sure. 
Probably to buy Susie earplugs. <laughs> I'm better. She Sorta. says she turns it off after the third time. So oh, I guess you oh, got God. a three. I really can't talk about him. <laughs> three strikes and you're out for Jeez, Nikki Pow Pow. Like, I mean, I get it. Okay. You know, everybody has their thing. Okay. I'll take the five stars. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki Pow Pow, for the five stars. Okay. Let's talk about. Well, we kind of left off on the last episode. Um, talk, we talked about like penis length and growth, definitely, and whatever. Yeah. And a brainiac sent me an article that is on a academic study uh-huh. that found that the size of testicles may influence a man's role in their parenting. What? Yeah. I love like loosey goosey correlations like this. <laughs> And it did say specifically, it is a correlation. That's that, a real correlation, not causation. Yeah, it, yeah, it said this is a correlation. Um, but I was pretty, um, I don't know, convinced. Oh my God, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, first I'm going to tell you though about how thankful I am for Nutrafol because oh, yes. my hair is finally growing as you guys, as you people know. And um, so I was talking to Adam about it because he, I can tell sometimes when I'm doing my hair, like he looks at me like with the side tilt head and like feels bad for me, but I like feel embarrassed that he feels bad for me. Oh, Suze. And I'm like, I know my hair. And he goes, it's just so thin. And I go, but look, because he notices my ponytail and how thin the pony is. I pulled it up to the very top. And I said, put your fingers around this. Yeah. (laughs) This is sounding sexual, but it was just my ponytail. Yeah. And he couldn't believe it because (gasps) the the new growth is thick. Yes. Yes. And it is getting to that length where you could almost, I notice it too. And it's just the ends. And I totally, totally see that new growth coming in and you're going to have your hair. It's coming. It's going to be okay. Totally coming. It is so great that you have something to help stimulate your scalp, to help grow that new hair, because that is tough, man. It's and so embarrassing. I am so mad at that hairdresser. Me too. But so and grateful for Nutrafol. For me, at least I can point my rage at like a person, but yeah. for a lot of people, it's like hormones or stress. Your own baby. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you going to do? Be what mad are you going to do? Little guy? Right. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that contribute to whether your hair is thinning or not. And so Nutrafol is such a great option if you want to support that hair growth and get the vitamins and stuff going that encourages healthy, great great growth. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BRAINCANDY to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Again, that's free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BRAINKITTY. Thank you guys for using our codes. It helps us so much. Okay. I've been taking such stock in how things change over time and like how like if I give my plants miracle Grow, you know, like three months later, they're like looking nice. And I understand that it takes like time for them to grow for some reason. But then with myself, I'm like, it's like a whole new thing where I'm like, I'm going to actually so like take my vitamins and do the thing like regularly. To, Cause like, 
I somehow understand that for my plants, but why exactly. I don't apply the same thing to me is like silly. So I'm trying to just do that. And it's been great. So yeah. I'm so glad. And you're right. Like observing that kind of growth in other things. You're like, oh, wait, I guess. Oh, right. That's know, how this works. Takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Takes a little while. Like it took an entire year for my plants <laughs> to grow just a few new little leaves. Okay. So this study on the size of testicles, here's what it showed. The size of a man's testicles may predict how enthusiastically he participates in parenting, according to a new study published in Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences. Men who are more well-endowed in this particular department tend to be less involved in run-of-the-mill parenting, like tucking their kids in for bedtime, feeding them, or taking them to the doctor. Wait a sec. These big ball daddies don't want to spend any time with their kitties? Is exactly. that what we're Yeah. What? Okay. 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 Question. Is there a correlation between testosterone and size of your testicles? After analyzing the evidence, the results oh. were clear. Men with larger testicles were less involved, but um, likewise, those with higher testosterone levels were less involved parents, though... Levels of that hormone did not significantly influence their reaction to their child's photo. So one of the parts of the study was showing pictures of their kids being adorable. And for the Stop it right now. (laughs) They don't give a shit if their kids are adorable when they got big old balls. Yeah. They're just thinking about their balls. You care more about your big dick than you do your kids. I'm already (laughs) mad at all of these big testicle men. Yeah. So in the case of the high testosterone, they did care when they saw pictures, um, but it's they still weren't involved. Guys who have big balls. Yeah. They don't have the balls to be a good dad though. What do they say this is linked to? This has got to be so, like, uh, uh, oh, like, so social yeah. Thing. I mean, what? I can't, I don't, <sighs> I don't know. And they said that this was sort of like you were saying before in our last episode about like, this is such a early stage of the study that they're like, we are trying to figure out what that could be from. Cause you mm-hmm. immediately think, well, it must be the testosterone sort of decreases right. that maternal or uh, nurturing mm-hmm. urge. Right. But in that case, yes, they did. They weren't as good a parents if they had high testosterone, but they at least reacted when they saw a picture. That's all very disturbing. Like all the layer, all the things. Well, that that, so what, what like, makes it disturbing for you? Because that they're that like conservatives are right that like men are less designed for parenting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because I hate that part. Yeah, I totally hate that part. Like that women are meant to be in the home and be nurturers and men are meant to go out and get money. I was thinking even like that the things that we put on a pedestal in a way work, uh, not us, but like work against us. Like, like you would say there, there are, I think there are studies out there that talk about women's attraction to men with higher testosterone at different times of their cycle and how... We are to be impregnated. We have a desire to, like, like biologically, our instinct is to 
reach towards somebody who in the long run wouldn't even fucking bat an eye at the picture of his kitty. Yeah. What is that about? That's twisted. That, that like it's, it's, you have to override biology in that sense. Like, that's why I'm like, do not trust when you're ovulating. Although, don't listen. Don't trust that woman. She is a, a, or a, a is it testosterone that, hungry. Like, know, is it though that your magnet. evolution says you want a man who like is only interested in going out and like killing the oh. bear? Oh, and isn't in a way going to take your job away, like. Yeah, they're going to oh like provide for you and provide for the family, but they're not going to get caught up in all the hubbub at home. I don't know. I hate That's it, though. That's a good argument. I do, too. Because, like, that means find you a kind of, like, a man who's not so masculine if you want to Yeah, this is the This is the, the, the Brad Pitt uh, or, or Brad Pitt, John Cusack phenomenon i don't know this phenomenon or often referred to as the george clooney uh uh, john cusack phenomenon that women tend to go back and forth like you can see it in movies that the leading man will be george a george clooney type who's like this like oh like rip you know the testosterone guy and then the next season will have met the the main the man that is like the love interest is like john cusack who's like the opposite like tender tender, yeah he's gonna like hold up a stereo outside your window and like you know cry for you in the rain he's done that in like every fucking movie he's in he's like crying for a woman in the rain like what do you tend to be more attracted to like just naturally yourself oh the sensitive one yeah me too for sure and i think that's because my testosterone levels are high I think I don't know if I told Me you this too. on the podcast. Yours are high. My yeah, brother got his testosterone te- levels tested. The normal range is like I think the high, the cutoff is like six hundred. My brother's levels were in the nine hundreds. <laughs> He's like so beyond. My brother has so oh, yeah. high testosterone. Like now I we think know our it's whole just family, like a rice train. Yeah, we have like so much testosterone that like I think that I tend to 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 find the nurturers. And yeah, okay, that's a good match then. Yeah, it's great. But it is disturbing that like guys with big really balls disturbing. Don't it's really care about their kids. It's the fact that they didn't respond to the photos. Yeah. Ah! It's a bummer, man. Like ever just just gals. Bet you yeah. didn't know that you needed to bring a little teeny tiny scale with you. And if you get stopped by the cops, they'll be like, is this for sell- dealing drugs and measuring drugs out? Why do you need a scale so small? And you're like, no, it's to weigh the balls of any guy I go out with. And if for they're real. too big, I'm not doing it. For real. I don't even think I've ever looked at balls. Ne- never. It's never been something that I've as even crossed my mind or I've been like, oh, those are nice set. Like, I literally <laughs> don't give a fuck those what your balls look nice like. nice set. I never, never once thought like, oh, they're hairy. Oh, they're rig-. like, I've never compared. I couldn't even tell you what a ball sack of anybody I look like. There's none of them that stand out to me. You couldn't like pick them out of a lineup. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But I am <laughs> convinced I could pick their dick out of a lineup. Well, yes, I I think that yeah, isn't that funny? No, because that's the that's the showstopper. 
Well, right. But like, I think apparently guys think that we care about maybe that is the mystery. Why do they think we care about balls? I wouldn't even notice if you had none. I swear. Right. It would take me a long time, but it would take a while. It it might notice in like, and there's got to, I wouldn't, I, I, as, as somebody without a set of my own, I, I feel like there's some connection and some like some part of like your identity in a way that I don't understand. Yeah. And women aren't weird like this about tit size. You know, like we like have bigger boobs and love our kids more. What the fuck is this about? <laughs> yeah, right. That's so true. I wish that that famous um, quote that's attributed to Betty White about how like, why do people say oh, yeah. whatever about balls? It should be the... Takes balls, like yeah, like a pussy's the one that could take a pounding. And I wish she really had said that. Did she not? No, she never did. But I, I don't know. I bet she would. She would co-sign that though. Yeah, she'd support it for sure. She's like, I'm into that. Yeah, but anyway, so check your your partner's balls before you take the plunge. Um. Yeah, there you go. That was in Smithsonian Magazine. Thank you to the Brainiac who sent that to me. Um, okay. This is one of my favorite maladies. Um, are you familiar with that thing that can happen when you have like a disease or maybe like a traumatic event and then all of a sudden you start speaking with like a foreign accent? Yes, I am. And it is the strangest thing in the whole, I'm not like familiar with it. Like I know what it's about, but I feel like I read some, some art, some, something recently that talked about somebody who did this and yeah. it, and in some situations they've been to the place, which is understandable. Yeah. But I think the one that I read about the man had like, ne- it was like an Irish accent or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, how yeah, fucking annoying would that be? Totally. I'd be like, okay, we get it. Call the sad her, thing. So. <laughs> I don't know. The is he sad even Irish? thing is that like, that's how I would feel. But the person feels like that. They describe it as feeling like a stranger is in the room when they're talking. Oh, God. That'd be a nightmare. Those kind of things where your brain is is missing a connection or like the, the where it can't recognize faces or everybody looks like a stranger, like those situations where the like your own sister will look like a stranger to you that like you've never met. And they'll say, no, we know each other. And you're like, no, we haven't. Where it's all it is is a wire that got fucking it's a glitch yeah yeah and it's not difficult for this like it is it's rare but these glitches happen it makes us it that is like where i'm like are you sure we're not in a simulation this feels like that just needs like an i need like reset the just this week was like you know what i think we are (laughs) i swear sarah Sometimes that would I'm make like, the most sense to me. Like, oh, I, I see. This isn't real. This is a computer. Yeah. Just need to like reset the operating system and like. You know how a lot of people get relief out of religion? Yeah. That's what I would feel about the simulation. Like, oh, yeah. okay. That explains it. Uh-huh. And that I've heard that, that the reason why math is is always the way it is is so poetic and it's so perfect yeah. is that's the code <gasps> oh my god stop and that's the operating system's code and all we have to do is like fill in the rest of the code and then we know it's the formula for lo- it's the formula for how our world works which is actually accurate 
Like and we know that's this, why everything. Like, and Miley so, Cyrus's flowers is more of an earworm than like la la la. Correct. Because it's part of the code in there. Yes. And, and the, it is if you build it. Yeah. If it somehow connect and like, you know yeah. how we, you, we talked about before that what we're attracted to and what we like the most is something that is familiar, but also new. And so that, novelty and familiarity yes. mm-hmm. and that kind of, I think there's something about those songs that matches our default code are, are like our bait are, this is the, the code and what the, that's why certain notes have the same physical react. We have the same reaction. We know we can all say like, what's a positive and it. It's like, that's the, this is the code mm-hmm. for good feelings or for like releasing this serotonin or releasing this dopamine or blah, 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 blah. And you just got to like fucking find the code. I got a good code for you and it's for athletic greens. <gasps> That's been my daily. This I know. is a great example. This is yes. a perfect example. This is really what started my whole, why am I feeding my plants stuff and not feeding myself stuff? And I like saw, this is exactly how this happened, Susie. I saw my plant's leaves turn a different color, like change color. And I was like, oh, it needs more nitrogen. I know how to respond to this. I knew exactly what to do. Here I am drying up <laughs> all the science. Like my, 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 uh, you know, the leaves that I have are like my hair. You might as well think it's like drying up. It's getting like all my pores, <laughs> my skin. Everything is screaming at She's me. She's shriveling up. Yeah. Please give us some nutrients. Yeah, like you do your plants. And yeah. so I have been, I'm telling you, I had no idea how vitamin, how important vitamin D was for me to take on the daily. Well, cause you've always yeah. lived in California. So it was oh, less of a thing. I know you get a lot of sun in uh, Colorado, but it's just different in different areas. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal in big. the Northern part of the world to uh, like us here too. And so this makes it so easy because Athletic Greens, you can pour the stuff in the thing and in the water, take it every morning. You'll feel like a million dollars, but there's also the vitamin D drop. Mm -hmm. It's like, boop, and then you're done. Yeah. It's become part of our ritual. We do the A1 or AG1. AG1 by Athletic Greens. That's like super easy. Just every day. Eli is so into it. It, You're in a routine. She's going to turn it off. Oh, no. Oh, no, Patty. We're sorry. Or no, who we that... do not, who we do not speak of, uh, uh, is also well because you this. guys are you you both are in a routine, right? And, and he's like you, just... the organized mind. So he's like, this is what we're doing. This is yeah. this is we ain't getting any younger over here, and plants don't water themselves. So yeah, and if you if you can convince yourself to sort of get in this routine, you will feel like a million dollars. So it really does help. AG one and then the vitamin D drop. Uh, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash brain candy. That's athleticgreens.com slash brain candy and check it out. I always say, just go get your vitamin D and the five free things. Give it a try. See if right. you like it. Right. You know what I mean? Give it and a like- whirl. <sighs> You're somebody who, like, we do this for other people. Like, I see my friends who have kids, like, do the things for their kids and, like, oh, make sure that you take your multivitamin. And, like, then we just don't do it to ourselves because we Mm -hmm. figure, like, if it ain't broke, guess what? It's slowly falling apart. This is what I'm saying to myself. 
And so now I'm putting it yeah, back Yeah, just together. ask my mom. God. Oh, right? Well, I, honestly, I, I, I was thinking about that a lot. That was what motivated me to go to the doctor. And because yeah. it was like, you, and then I said, just give me every test because I'd rather just know than not yeah, know. Yeah, get the just scope. Know. Right, right, right. Totally. Right. Okay. So any hoodles, um, this guy was in, he's a North Carolina man and he got testicular cancer and about, let's see, five months later. So he's in his fifties and about five months later, he developed an Mm. Irish brogue that remained with him for the rest of his life, which sadly was only, you know, less than a year before he passed away. But the entire time he was speaking in Irish brogue and, and not by choice. It was just his speaking voice or whatever. I read the same article and it was interesting because it was the testicular cancer. Cause then they, he, they went, they like took, they removed it and then it came back in another place. Right. Didn't it become, Oh, that I don't it, know. I think it went to another part of his body and they, it never went away. Like they couldn't, fully... they said it was the first example of this phenomenon yeah. happening in someone with testicular cancer. And Maybe that was it. Um, the third for malignancy. Wow. But this can happen like if you have a traumatic event or you whatever, some things just happen. And they claim that it's because um, your immune system can attack part of your brain <sighs> as well as muscles and nerves and all that stuff. And um, they describe it as an unsettling feeling of hearing a stranger in the house whenever they speak. And these are some other examples of it, which I just have to mention. UK woman Linda Walker suffered a stroke and discovered that her Georgie accent had been replaced by a Jamaican-sounding voice. And then one was... Oh, no. And she was like, call me now. No, stop. (laughs) And then you'd be like, I swear I'm not appropriating Jamaican... Could you imagine... No right. And she's do. getting canceled. Oh my god, for having a brain she's disorder. Like, First the cancer, yes, now god. the cancel. <laughs> god. I that is oh, what a cruel, cruel joke our brains play on us. That's fucked up. Yes. And then what it said one of the first, it's not even funny, but it is. One of the first examples was in 1941 when a young Norwegian woman developed a German accent after being hit by a bomb, hit by bomb shrapnel um, during the Second World War air raid. And she was shunned by locals who thought she was a Nazi spy. Right. Of course they did. Oh my God. There's got to be. So, you know how. When we look at dreams, often we can we can kind of connect something in our dreams to maybe a conversation we had or something we saw yes. on TV. Yes. This feels like if we were to really like, okay, the guy's never been to Ireland, but did he like love? What are those movies? With does he love? Uh, what's that one with where they we can't understand a fucking word they say? Uh, with with the the Dugs, the Brad Pitt. And the Brad Pitt's in it, and oh, it's like I don't a, know it. and and nobody. But it takes place in Ireland. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, for real, you need subtitles right. sometimes for sure. Like maybe he like loved movies by 
I don't know, some, some like Irish. Well, it said he did live in England in his 20s and he had friends that were Irish, but like. Okay. It like. The weirder one plants... is when they start speaking in the foreign tongue. In the language. Where that all they of a didn't they, learn. they didn't know. Oh, which then just said, come on. It's a it's simulation. Like... You got the wrong code. <laughs> they downloaded the wrong fucking language code into your brain. Come on. I thought it was like, you know how Alexa, she <gasps> like only wakes up allegedly when you say the word, her name. Yeah. Um, but like that, that doesn't make sense. That means she's always listening for her name. So right. it's sort of like our brains are absorbing all these dialects yes. and languages, but I then we this. need something to trigger us to like, just all of a sudden understand it. Like that there's so much space that, that like this, we have the answers to everything. It's just what we choose to information we choose to hold on to and not. And then when we get something like this, it, it unlocks that file cabinet that's been locked away because yeah. we're like, oh, we don't need French. Uh, yes. I'm in Erica. And then you do this and it's like, oh, well, we better open this cabinet and use all that information. And then we're like, oh, no, oh, that's so weird. I don't know why this happens and I can't. It's deal freaky. with that. It's, yeah. Oh, that is these these are the, honestly, these are the kind of questions that made me go into into Yes. Psychology. These are the things where I was like and my mom being a psychic. Maybe like I why? What what is that? Tell yeah, me. I need answers. I need answers. What is this code? Or we're in a simulation. Yeah. One of the I'm other. Pretty sure that makes sense. Um okay. How about this? This is just a quick one because it made me so happy. This was sent in from a brainiac. Let me see if I have her name. I don't think I do. Oh, Kristen. Thank you for sending this to me. Giggle, giggle. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me like get serious. Sarah. Oh. A, mm-hmm. a, um, a body was found in a lake. A, a, a human body. Go on. Guess what? It was one of those sex dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Clearly there was a fight. (laughs) That's why in the headline it said they were dumped. And I was like, oh, she was dumped all right. Oh, yeah. She was definitely dumped in more ways than one. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know. It's so funny to me because this was in Pennsylvania and... Um, a man and his son found it. I just picture like Adam and Lincoln thinking they were like solving a murder or something. And like they called 911, which was great. I'm glad they did that. Because okay. what if it were a body? Right. But then the police came out and and it was just one of those gigantic silicone dolls or whatever. Oh but what's hilarious to me is what the um, police released like on social media afterwards, this statement. It was so funny to me. It said... <laughs> We've seen this referred to as a mannequin online. That really isn't accurate. This was a lifelike silicone item used for self-gratification. It's the size of a small... Wait, it gets ugly. It's the size of a small child, weighs about 50 pounds, and is anatomically correct. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Do you think it was a a child doll? Because they can't sell those. There's no way that's legal to sell a sex doll Susan. unless it's like a midget, a Susan, little person. There are so many 
problems with this. <laughs> I love how you got like your roller coaster of emotions right now. Right. Because so like, like first, first, this is just like that, that well, ridiculous. The, okay. But here's we, why the picture in the article was of a woman doll. So now I'm reading it and I'm like, why does it say small child, 50 pounds? Because you need to tell me in the article, like pictures, don't put pretend pictures in there. Right. I want the actual photo. Is this a stock image? Because the police were really upset and they were saying like, we would not want our child to stumble upon this doll. Jesus Christ. Who is selling sex dolls like that? Ew. Ew. And then, like, I bet there are people who argue that that's, like, harm reduction. No. Susie, I'm sick. I yes. can't. Uh-huh. I do not like okay, this one little bit. Okay, but then it said, the foot we were able to observe through the bag was extremely detailed all the way down to the French pedicure it had. They always have a fucking French pedicure. Always. Why is that? And then when Who's I was they? Like, those dolls. They do? Oh, oh. oh my God. What just happened? Pictures fell off my wall. <gasps> oh my God. Now we're haunted. A ghost. A picture just fell off your wall and you're not what? upset. It was held up by like the command. I just used some command strips okay. and I okay. think maybe okay. it was like, oh, wait for them. But, or I didn't like what, like, I don't know. But it, it lasted for like a good four weeks. So I don't know why all of a sudden now it wants to take a tumble. All so, right. So let's assume, let's the pretend like it was not a child. Of the mannequin. Okay. We're going to pretend like it's not a child doll. So well, this is that an doesn't extra make any sense. Doll. That doesn't Does make any though? sense because the picture. Well, I'm just saying because the picture. Okay, was got it, a, got it. Because the picture that they should. Was and the they picture blurred did it. it looked. They oh, did stop. They, <laughs> what to protect the innocent? <laughs> to protect the guilty. Yeah, they Come blurred on. the uh, private parts of these of the doll. Well, the private parts I understood. And uh, the breasts. Do I though? <laughs> you were like. I can see that. No, I don't. I think that's insane to. That is insane. Censor. Then censoring a doll, like a mannequin, then says that, that, okay, everything is weird about this. I I would see this is one of those things where, like, there are too many weird red flags. Somebody needs to investigate who this belongs to and check that person's fucking search history. Like go through that. Yeah, that if it I, is I, like a child, I'm gonna say 99.9 percent chance that's a dude who blo- the owner is a man. Yeah, I do not see a woman doing this. So I check his check his computer and check his his encrypted files. Mm mm mm. This is yeah. bad. What? Where did this take? Where did this happen? Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some small town. But, like, imagine, this seems very bad to me because we've talked about how expensive those dolls are. Yeah. Right. So what would make you throw so one in the exactly. lake? Exactly. What would make you throw one in the lake? Is there evidence on this doll? Is there... It is... 
I I don't know. I mean, like. Yeah, because nobody, you're right. It probably was like a fucked up one. It seems, this seems bad. Now it makes sense because when I'm reading it, I didn't understand why the police were like so disturbed because, and why they were so adamant. Like this was not a mannequin. This was not, they're trying to say like, this is a deviant. Oh shit. Tool. And yeah, we need to we should find definitely find out who did this. And because this seems like a, a like, like gate, like, like the entry, yes, like gateway exactly. to, to, this There's is like future. Story. Yeah. We do. This is a stepping stone to fucking serial killer. This feels like he's practicing. Don't fuck with cats or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do not Mm -hmm. get a good feeling about this. Nope. Bad, 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 bad. Well, thanks to Kristen for sending it. I wish I had realized earlier that this was so dark because I would have prepared you. It was funny until I thought it was. Yeah. It's not funny if it's a child doll, you sick weirdos. Okay. Yeah. She means the owner of the dog. Just... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. God, or so... whoever's and selling the people who make them. Yeah. Ew! Ew! I hate everything about this! Ah! CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, moving on before Sarah, you know. Glitches. Yeah, just um, I'm sure you saw in the news that they the Roald Dahl uh, author the company, you know the children's author Roald Dahl. I know, very familiar. Love the all the books. Well, his I don't know company, whatever mm-hmm. his estate, whoever yeah. handles all the books now, have decided to go through all his books. And make some changes that better reflect the values of today's society. So they decided to get rid of any usage of the word fat when it's describing a person. Um, They decided to remove any references to the word black, like to describe someone. Um, And they decided to make the Oompa Loompas um, gender ambiguous. Okay. Okay. So, for example, you know, Augustus Gloop, I guess his Gloop. name was in, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. was described in the book as, um, he was described as enormously fat in the book, and they are just calling him enormous now, for starters, which seems to defeat the purpose of yes, the Yes, it does. Edits. I don't understand what we're doing by taking out descriptors. And also, I, I... Now, I am speaking 
about this as a white woman. I absolutely understand that. But I recently uh, uh, was listening to an interview with Morgan Freeman where he talked about like how these are descriptor words. And when you say like when you can't say tall call somebody, yes, mm-hmm. when you say we can't call somebody a black man and like, oh, don't use the word black, it makes it sound like that's a bad word. That if I have to get rid of that, that's negative. But they're not going through there and getting rid of white boy, white kid, which says one is negative and one is fine. And I don't like that. Well, that's, I bet you though, since that is very rarely a descriptor in books, it's like right. white is the default. So then right, any kind of racial description is like, mm-hmm. well, unless right. you add white. Right. Right. That exactly. So it doesn't seem like it's really. So I don't know. So you want you want them to keep black? I guess I feel like you either have to describe everybody's color or nobody's color. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. But but these things things don't like. I think our problem is assigning a value to these things, which goes. It's so mm -hmm. systemic and it's so like. So you feel like like fat should be allowed because it's just like saying tall, thin, fat, tall, short. What's bad about that? Like, it's not a negative. It's, it's, it shouldn't be. It's a describing word, tall, short, like that. Well, and if you're going to keep enormous, I mean. Right. That's, so we're not changing the, like, that seems silly. That seems. Yeah. Like I need somebody to tell me, is that a, and I mean, maybe it's different for everybody. Is that a, I don't want to say bad. Word. Some people bad? see it as a stigmatized word. Um, like the word obese and fat mm-hmm. are used as like, uh, weapons against some I, people. I can see that. Right. When it's so, it a label because we've, we've given it a label. Yeah, because we've deci- because so many people assign a value to it that yes. is negative, then the word becomes stigmatized. Yes. Um, but when a lot of times conservatives have uh, pushed back against this stuff, and that includes this example as well as the Dr. Seuss example where they removed some of the collection of Dr. Seuss from, I don't know, the shelves mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, conservatives get mad. And even Salman Rushdie responded and said, this is censorship. But both examples, that is the the estate of the person who's deceased, the, the estate of the author mm-hmm. is doing this. This isn't the government. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. um, even right. readers. This is yeah. their own company saying, we want to change it. So, And it's not so much a censorship as it is a, a, a re-edit. Like, you know how... how there are so many. I remember reading Judy Bloom books growing up, and there would be different copyright dates because it was copyrighted at different times based on updates Editions, that they would do. Yeah. Editions, they would change things. Anytime a book is written, oh, there's, there's, they change things. So mm-hmm. I, it's like I get that. It's a new. It's a different. Well, to me, it feels like this is. Estate. This is just um, economics. This is a belief by your company right. that you want to make this person's books um, popular right. in the future. And so right. if you see certain shifts in language that you think might preclude you from becoming successful in 
the year 2030, well, then right. you might make the business decision to change that book. I never see this as sort of like, oh, they're making a moral choice here. Nobody I ever see does it that. as economics. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a bit where they have to actually put dollars out there and, and put the energy into No, it's only for... Yeah, exactly. Like you said, this isn't to maintain some legacy or to adjust some legacy. This is about dollars and cents, in my opinion. Because if nobody pushed back, then they wouldn't do anything. And it's interesting because I heard, uh, I don't know. This was years ago. There was some some like kind of anti roll doll language going around, like like I don't know rhetoric going around about how he dealt with children who were adopted and and it felt almost like it wasn't a big enough issue for people to rally around for them to make changes but this is a big enough issue that affects enough people in their mind and whatever so we can we can make those changes so it just feels like it it, it doesn't just this isn't solving the problem this isn't well, and the thing that he's famously accused of is anti-Semitism, and I didn't hear oh, anything about changing right. anything there. So, I did not I know, know that. Yeah, like he, he's controversial because he said things. I don't know if it was in his books or in his life mm. yeah. that were anti-Semitic. Oh so, um, but like again, the longer we go, the more things that will seem like, oh, why would you right. say that? I'm sure we will have the same problem in 40 years. Hello, this is why we did our another, uh, the other podcast, Things We Got Wrong, because we recognize that like we things learn, change, change and we yeah. grow and new information comes out and oh yeah. 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 I just, I did think it was funny that they changed, they took out fat and left enormous. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that seems like we're 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 dealing more with the negative connotation of that actual word. And, yeah, and rather that than just descriptors. rather than yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's one last thing because I guess I never read his book called The Witches. Loved you... it. My favorite one. <laughs> Duh. What yeah. if it weren't? That'd be weird. I know. Come okay. on. Okay. I literally. I I loved his books. And they really made me feel, in a way, like, seen and understood. Like, I connected oh. to the characters. Because they're so, weirdos. Yeah. They're weirdos. Yeah. They're rejects. And they often have terrible home lives. And they need to escape them. All of James, He went and lived in a fucking peach. Please. Oh, yeah. That was better than home. Good point. Right. Well, in the 1983 book, The Witches, he wrote that witches are bald beneath their wigs. Mm -hmm. But according to The Telegraph, an added line in New Edition says, quote, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs and there is nothing wrong with that. What are your thoughts on that uh, edit? I don't know why that was necessary. It wasn't. What do you think drove that? I don't understand. Like, was there a lot of people saying like, hey, I'm bald and I'm not a witch? Maybe. How was there that many people that were worrying about this? I mean, I can see that like if you're a kid reading the book and say your mom has cancer and your mom goes through chemo. And Kit and she has to put on a oh wig my God, every day. Sarah. And your little seven-year-old brain looks into the bedroom and sees mom putting on a wig. And in their little kid head thinks, 
oh no, my mom's sick and she's a witch. This I used to think because my mom, like, I don't know, had a active nightlife and every now and then would like go out that my mom was a vampire. I was convinced. I was like, I remember a, a period of my life where I was like checking to make sure she wasn't a vampire. I don't know how, but I was like, she probably is. And so, and I was like trauma. I was like terrified by this. Like, like the idea that my mom was like a vampire at like, like I don't know what that came from. So I could see a kid whose parent is really going through that, which would be so hard. Like you wouldn't, that would be something that you wouldn't want them to think, you know? That is a really nice example of who might care about that line that I never would have thought of and is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had friends growing up whose parents had cancer and ha- and wore wigs. And course, I remember there yes. was that time where I was like not old enough to ask questions or or know even what questions to ask. But I would see like the wit and I would I would just wonder like, what does it look like? Like what what is it? It just you have a lot of questions as a kid. And yeah, it could be really remarkable. easy for a kid to go, oh, I guess she's a witch then. And I guess she's going to turn me into a mouse and eat me or like all the other crazy. And that's just not what you want kids thinking. Yeah. Good point. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Let's wind it down. Oh, wow. We just flew through that. Flew through it. Um, size of testicles may oh. or may not make you a bad dad. Blew my mind. I, I mean, this, <sighs> that's it's really something. Yeah. And, um, foreign accents, always funny, but especially funny. When they come out of nowhere and you never lived in that place. If you had to pick one, what would you choose? Excellent question. I, my instinct is to go Jamaican because it would be so like just be so only because it would be so great, but it would be so bad. Um, I think I would go French accent Ooh, because I yeah. feel like you kind of be a little bit of an asshole and get away totally. with it. I don't know why. Like they're yeah. like, oh she's so cute. She's French. Like, like I, I just, right. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's so sophisticated. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. what would end up happening inevitably is I would have a, oh God, what is it? The accent that is my default. I, I have I have no idea how to do an accent. Eastern European. Yes, I had no idea. But I it's, I went to Estonia, and my husband at the time was like, as soon as somebody opened their mouth and started talking, he was like, "Hold the phone. This is the accent you have been doing your forever. This is the accent you could do." So I could crush an Estonian accent, which is probably. What I mean, my- you really are a master. If you ever get traumatic brain injury, uh-huh. I look forward to that aspect. That, this is probably what will happen. So we have that to As look forward to. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of traumatic brain injury, I know, know we're winding it down, but my mom went to the Super Bowl party, like watching it party at um, yeah. her church. And they <laughs> and during halftime, they, <gasps> they turned it off and they do testimonies instead. <laughs> and I was oh. like... Because I, I mean, I was like, just so you know, the halftime show is the least offensive part of a football show. This is true. Because show game, because, um, they are all getting traumatic brain injuries the whole time. And you're fine with that. You just don't want a woman to be sexualized. Right. Violence. Or sexual. Right. Anyway. God forbid. Just want to add that. Pregnant Um, Rihanna. 
The sex doll dumped in the lake was oh either God. really funny or really not funny. We're not sure. The jury is still out. Oh, my God. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to go on a deep dive. Pun yeah. intended. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. And mm. Roald Dahl is trying to be woke. Okay. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. Yes, and it's great. Uh, it blew my mind. This episode, so many interesting things. We love you guys, and uh, thanks for all your support, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.